0: Welcome to Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode 312. I saw Infinity War, but Linz didn't. Nope. And because of that, we are not talking about what happened in the movie at all. Nope. We're just going to talk about some numbers, uh, my thoughts of it being good. Yeah. Which is really good. That's
1: pretty much all he says. Uh,
0: yeah, there wasn't a lot uh, that we got into, so you can listen to this whole episode spoiler-free yes. from that. Obviously, we talk about some comic books. I got on to Thanos Annual
1: 2018. <laughs> uh, I talked about Ice Cream Man. We both kind of covered the hunt for Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, talk
0: a little bit about Avengers 690 yep. and how that's going to kind of set up some other stories within the world. So, yes, we spoil the comic books when we talk about them. But, again, I'm going to reiterate, we did not spoil anything about infinity war we are not those people nope don't want to have people be pissed off because unless you've seen it you probably shouldn't be listening to any comic book podcasts anyway. but you're
1: good on this one because i didn't see it just for you listeners
0: (laughs) (laughs) so with that grab a beer stop listening to this seriously go watch the fucking movie yeah but you could listen to this on your way to the movie because we don't (laughs) talk about it Enjoy Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode 312. Like a Honda Accord, we are Infinity War, spoiler free. there's one thing i can say to you right now it's disappointment this oh He <laughs> shouldn't i was like to... what
1: are you disappointed in <laughs> me for i'm awesome
0: are you not disappointed in yourself too though no, yes not. you F- fucking for real i'm not be- 10 ho- years I- in I- the making i'm going to see it when
1: when i feel like it
0: <laughs> you are not a true fangirl
1: I, listen, I am not beholden to somebody's fucking movie schedule. I had shit to do this weekend. You had all they year to
0: cons- know when it was coming out.
1: They should have consulted me first to find out if this weekend was good for me. <laughs> and it wasn't. P.S., this shit was, like, sold out like crazy. So, unless you bought tickets in advance or wanted to go to a really early show, which I did not have that option.
0: I did have that option, and it was actually great because it was not that packed. Right. Uh, because most people are...
1: At working, yes, and
0: doing stuff. Uh, I will say, I I will not say a lot about the movie.
1: You better not. See, this this was actually my plan, right? I have to make sure that you don't ruin the movie for our listeners. And the only way I could do that is by not seeing the movie myself.
0: Well, granted, we would have done a whole separate (laughs) podcast, which would have been spoilers like we've done with other movies, which I really want to do because there's so much. And there's other people already beating us to it. I guess they don't have as much knowledge of right. the Finley Gauntlet as I do. And they're not us. So they're not fun. Right. They're boring. Yeah. When you listen to those other boring podcasts. <laughs> I will say this, though. I Some people, get they talk about not wanting to go opening weekend because, you know, you don't like when other people are cheering and stuff. It's that energy. This yeah. is a movie that, like I said, the buildup so much and and all i can say is like it it was a great movie yeah it,
1: i've heard that
0: i mean it it was no footloose but i mean it was still <laughs> footloose really good a
1: weird reference hey <laughs> is that your second it's an american classic movie? okay
0: um but i will say this the uh, it's it, it's just good like, Yeah, I, I can't i don't know how i can say certain things
1: you can't. That's why I didn't see it.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to review Thanos Annual. I'm just going to say Thanos in this movie, though, I think is the perfect yeah. Thanos.
1: See, and I heard. So I I saw that. I saw that Thanos was great because, you know, I didn't.
0: Well, this was not an Avengers movie. Right. It was a Thanos movie. 100 yeah. percent. He was more in the movie than I thought.
1: I didn't, and so I, I obviously didn't read any reviews, and I honestly don't care if, like, I'm the type of person that when I watch a movie, and I know that you've seen it already, I will be that person that sits through the whole movie and goes, what happens next? What happens next? Tell me what happens next. Um, so, whatever. Doesn't matter. We don't want to ruin it for our listeners, though, who haven't seen it yet, because they also have lives. But...
0: I'm <laughs> um, pretty sure, though, with the numbers... A more- lot of people
1: saw it. But the other thing, so before you go over the numbers real quick, the other thing I heard, and you can confirm or deny this, is that the gems, stones, in the movie, uh, were used to better effect in the movie than they ever were in the comic books.
0: Yes. I mean, I would say because there's been different iterations with the stones that have come, but if we're looking at the original idea of them... It seemed like they were used only when he got them all to have ultimate power, where when he gets one or another, he kind of used them to their individual effects. Right. I mean, you saw him use individual effects when he had them all. It, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, I think on the screen, there's some not. there's a lot of nods to the comic books. And not just the original one, but with. Like I said, there's been like four different gem, stone, iteration, kind of him gathering them. So there's a lot that is taking from it. But there's a lot that's original. And as a person who has loved all these movies, who Thanos being one of my favorite characters, I even like some of the subtle differences that they made. Um, All I'll say is that he was better portrayed than what he's been recently in the books, and I've loved the books recently, mm-hmm. and I hope that the books steal actually from the movies for once, and kind of get back to this kind of rooted Thanos. Because if I say anything else, it will take some people's thoughts of who the Thanos is, right. and kind of flip it on its heads, but I also say the trailers, just like Rogue One, when Disney had different things, when they had uh, the TIE Fighter, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter showing mm. up,
1: and it had nothing How to do much with the, movie.
0: the yeah. that was lies. I will just say that the trailers definitely fucking lie yeah. a Good. lot.
1: Good. I actually like it when that happens because they get you pumped, but then you they they didn't ruin any of the movie.
0: No. I mean, there's obviously some things that were there, but other th- it's it was just so the one line there it had that sense of Marvel comedy. But, holy shit, the gravity of the whole situation. And it's two hours, 40 minutes. Right. When we got out of there, I felt like I was only in there for, like, an hour and a half. Like, it went by so quick. I'm going to see it a second time this did week. it?
1: Did it end? Because there's going to be a part two, right? So, did it end in a way that you were, like, was it cliffhangery?
0: y Always yes, but no. Okay. It ended in a way that was, like, surprising even for me. Almost everything that I had guessed was wrong. All right And that's just this. I'm very elated that that was true. Yeah, Marvel did something crazy. And even now, having seen it, though, some of the recent talks about things makes a lot more sense. And that's where not even the news this week. It, it was hard for probably you to look up stuff. Yeah. I could easily, oh, it's this, and I can kind of like, I'm going to read more of what they speculated and thought because I already see it. It's hard for anyone to kind of go out anywhere social media because there are tons of people that say spoiler-free, but even when it's spoiler-free, they still will talk about some themes, and even I kind of did, but I did a hell of a lot less than some of these other blogs, that it surely gives away some certain sense. And I will say elation, dread, Anything in between, fucking good. Nice. Now, when we look at the numbers, it has now surpassed and is number one for a domestic, uh, local box office yeah. hit. They uh, made over two hundred and what fifty million. Yeah. Um, previous record was two hundred forty-seven point nine million with Star Wars: Force Awakens. Now imagine that Star Wars: Force Awakens was 30 years in the running. Right. This was only 10 years in the running. This one has obviously a lot more movies behind it setting up right. the universe. But The Force Awakens was a juggernaut of mm-hmm. a movie to see. But I knew full well this was going... I thought it honestly was going to shatter that. Yeah. So I'm a little surprised that it didn't do way more. But we also have to look at the... Um, international and everything which that's just fucking killing it right now too we have uh this being the number one one
1: highest global opening weekend of all time and it didn't even open in china which china usually adds at least another 100 200 million to that number so had it opened in china the same weekend that you would it would it would be way up there for
0: sure. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's scored across all score aggregators, you know, a pluses like fresh on Rotten Tomato. Like,
1: is it a hundred percent fresh?
0: I don't know. And you know what? To be honest, I don't some know. of those yeah. I don't fucking care about. <laughs> so there's been shitty movies that I I still enjoyed for certain reasons. Right. And other shitty movies that have made a lot. I will say this to some of those uh, reviewer writers. They, they were a lot of my friends were having this discussion too. What movies, some people haven't watched any of these movies before, maybe only saw Iron Man 10 years ago. Right. And they're like, can I go see this without watching them? I'm like, yes, they do a good job of introducing characters to the new person. But I'm like, but no, it would be like going to see A Force Awakens Without having yeah. watched any...
1: Or watching the last Harry Potter movie first. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> why... You know, it's yeah. set up in this world that there was these movies that came before it. You're going to want to see those movies. Right. Sure, a few of them you could kind of skip. And so, I'll talk yeah, like the
1: first two Thor movies.
0: uh, Yeah, I would... No, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you could probably skip those two. I mean, one of the stones shows up in the yeah. second one. But that's not even really needed to know here or there. I would definitely say Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That's one that just came out before this. Civil War for sure. I want to say Doctor Strange because there is a, a stone in that. But some of my friends are like, you don't really need to see Doctor Strange. Although I love him. So I'd say you have to. Right. Um. I wouldn't say so much. I would say you should see S- Spider-Man Homecoming to understand this new Spider-Man. Because he is the best Spider-Man. Yeah. And on, he's in this movie and he's just hella good. I would say both. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh yes, both of those as well. Even
1: really the second one?
0: I think so. Well, it explains a lot of who Peter Quill is. Yeah.
1: Okay. And
0: like, you know, he had some god power at one point. Sure. So
1: oh yeah, where that comes from. I mean yeah. well, he
0: lost it at the end of it, but it it yeah. kind of gives a sense more of this team. I mean, Mantis is now a part of the team right. and she was kind of a good part of in the movie too. Yeah. I mean, they all had a good part right. within it. I mean, I want to say a little bit of Age of Ultron with because it, it that actually does a lot better than the first Avengers because that one shows Tony's paranoia of everything mm-hmm. and always being prepared. It also shows when they got the... Oh, fuck, what stone was it that they put in? It wasn't the power stone. I forget which because the color is all different. But when they put that in Vision's head. Oh, yeah. And so... The
1: mind. No. Yeah, that, I think that was the, the mind, mind stone. That, yeah. It came from
0: the scepter. So yeah. Yeah, that was the mind you know, it's not the normal color that I'm used to. No. So you kind of have a sense of why he has it in his head and who he is. And also, like I said, Tony Stark. Those, I think, would be the biggest. Gotcha. I've told a lot of people I think they need to see Black Panther for the fight in Wakanda. But then other people made some points of if you at least know who the character is from the books, it's not needed to know who he is to know where they're fighting. Right. I still think that's a hell of a good movie you need to see.
1: Well,
0: yeah. All the other ones, you can kind of gloss over maybe the first captain america with the tesseract but really civil war is a key to seeing this because it also explains tony and cap haven't talked in a while i mean it yeah (sighs) so with that being said there's so much in those movies to create this movie that when certain people are like you know, it just it feels like, you know, you know, there's something missing if you just go into this. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like <laughs> 22 movies are missing if you Do haven't you, have seen it. Have you
1: not heard the rhetoric that they've been saying since this movie was slated to come out, which is what Marvel's been building for the last 10 years? Well, if they've been building something, then obviously you need to, you know, see what they've been building to get to where they're at now.
0: It was really cool in the opening uh, title sequence, you know, when they say Marvel. Mm. It said Marvel Studios, but the, like, the I and the O was a 10. So mm. Marvel Studios, 10 years. It's like, yeah. That's uh I also so crazy. I also read something, and I can't remember the exact fucking numbers now because I don't have it up. 1,922 days ago, so, or, um, Age of Ultron came out. And then one thousand nine hundred twenty-two days before the first uh, um, Avengers Avengers movie, movie came really? out. Yeah, like they've
1: they've spaced them out. Just all the like Avengers, that? just
0: like I mean, I guess they all did come out on May fourth. So if you yeah tackle on like three years before and three years before, huh? It equates out to be that. I'm like, I mean, well, simple math. You have the same date. It's gonna be right. the same amount. So I mean, I didn't really check the math, but I read that and I go. Interesting, And I would honestly pay... How many days? 1,922. I
1: wonder if that's the year Marvel started making comics. Wouldn't that be... I doubt... I, that would be pretty awesome. It'd though. be
0: fucking some way coincidences of stuff.
1: I mean, obviously they weren't Marvel back then, but...
0: I would say this, though. I would almost pay $1,000 to just see the second one right now. The next Oh, really? Avengers, like... It's I,
1: done, right? They filmed it with the first one? Did they get yes, they yep. a Lord of the Rings I mean, sort of yeah.
0: thing? Yeah, and, and there will maybe be some few resuits, but I think they're already editing it enough to where they have it down. Mm. And that's the crazy part. That's where a lot of people that say, you know, oh, they're going to introduce the mutants and everything, or they got the rights, and they've already said, no, that's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen. They, you know, they could do that maybe for the next phase, but this is their baby, what they've done. They don't need to introduce Fantastic Four or anything else within the movies. So, spoiler alert, I guess none of that happens in this. Mm. But, really, if anyone truly thought that was going to happen, you don't know. Right. (laughs) Marvel, or where it's going. Uh, Yeah, so... Really, really good. And, speaking of Avengers... um, Oh, I did want to say one thing, too. There are a lot of fucking cameos and Easter eggs. So, one... Stan Lee shows up in there. Of course. I won't say it's his best one, but it's good to see Stan. One that was one of the craziest thing because the Russo brothers, I guess, worked on Arrested Development. Yes. So they have, at one point, in the collector's uh, realm, they're a Tobias person, <laughs> like, in the background.
1: Tobias Funky? <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Which is just, like, one of those, like, funny, crazy, like, Okay, he, I guess, is an icon for who he is. From
1: If you were going to steal an odd human, he would yes, be one yeah. of
0: them. <laughs> that's just one Easter egg that they came out saying, yes, yes, you guys did correctly see that. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of other ones that are a little bit more key within the movie that I don't, that's just a random thing. I can kind of say, look for that. Hmm. Um, ah, yes. Avengers No Surrender. So this book finally ended with... Uh, Avengers number six ninety. And we already kinda know they're doing their fresh start. So it seems like a lot of these books that they've been doing is they're wrapping up these these tales that they've they've had set. Um because I think fresh starts fresh yeah, fresh start starts.
1: Fresh start starts. Yes.
0: Yeah, within Tarts. a month or two. I think June is when they, mm. they do the revamp. I
1: stopped keeping track of when they do that because it's like every. Well, that's why, and, and so
0: sometimes when these things have some repercussions from the books, then does it really matter when they're having a whole restarting of everything? Right. And, and how much of a restart is it? It's not a Secret Wars complete or a rebirth kind of complete restart, but it's it is a restart.
1: Are they going back to number ones?
0: Yes. Oh. God. Just after they did their legacy back yeah. in October. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: So, as I said, the battle uh, a little bit last time. This is mainly a, you know, giant epilogue of what had happened. They got the Earth back. Um, Within this whole entire thing, though, they introduced Voyager, who is... The Red Pond. ...person, but then you find out that that's the the Game Master's uh, daughter...
1: Oh, he was playing mind games with people.
0: Well, she set her on the board to kind of help out yeah. a bit in his way. They also so she's an elder of the universe. So I like that they're doing a little bit more of the elder gods and you know these creatures that are out there and that they explained really well within this why certain of the elders do their certain things. It's because that they've been because they've been alive for forever they kind of started honing in on one thing that was their specialty and then just yeah. kind of got... So, like, the runner... Um, Runs. Or, or the gardener. Garden. Gardens. Um, <laughs> which they've had the gardener within the uh, Infinity uh, book that they have out now. So they've been having a lot more of the these elders here. and So to sure. have a, a new one was kind of good. And then having the challenger, who was originally the game master beforehand... Who then lost to a game to that oh, game master and then okay. it's it's really interesting, um, how they had it. They have uh Roberto DaCosta, Costa who Sunspot, who then changed his name to Citizen X. He uh he has been in charge of AIM for like the god past I feel half decade. And they, you know, he changed it to uh, uh, American intelligent mechanics. Instead of them having being the bad guys, they were creating good things. Well, he kind of decided to quit, and he wants to kind of go off and be a superpower again. So he kind of left that to his assistants, and they were talking about changing the name, too. So they're probably going to get, you know, aim to come back and be the bad guy terrorist group, the beekeepers. Um, beekeepers. Pietro is lost in the Speed Force. Oh, That's the only thing I can say. They don't say it. But that's what happened. He went so... In one of the other issues, ah. he went so quick chasing this this thing that he just zapped out of time. So he's in another dimension. So And so these are all setting up different uh, points of future stories. So we have Brother Voodoo who's going to go uh, with Wanda to search the multiverse. So they're getting more in the multiverse. I mean, they brought exiles back. So they're really developing the multiverse again because right. they haven't really done that since like three years ago with secret wars when they said there's just one universe but then you've seen reed and his family i mean we've already talked about the fantastic four coming back i can't wait to see that right um but one of my uh the bigger things that came in here was having hulk come back
1: oh. and he has a new
0: series the immortal hulk because they explored a bit of how It doesn't matter how much Banner thought he could kill him with a gamma bullet and this and that, which came out of the pages of stupid uh, Secret Empire. Yes. Like, that's what kicked it off. Hawkeye shot him and killed the Hulk. Right. Well, what we find out is that that won't even kill him. There's no way to ever truly kill the Hulk, which is what's going to come into the new series is Bruce Banner having to then deal with that. I've heard that they're getting more into when originally the Hulk came out. It was more of a Frankenstein Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. relationship. But he's evolved so much that he's more smart thinking. this and that. They're trying to get back to the roots of it being more of a monster, scary, not wanting him to come out type right. thing. And then what happens when he does? So that story is going to go in there. So, like I said, there was a lot of stuff that happened. I did not, the one thing I did not like is that they changed the entire. Uh, statue. Mm. The original one that had just uh, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, and I believe it was uh, uh, Ant Man and like the few other. The original. Is he
1: there? Could you see him? Oh, no, yeah. He's just a little <laughs> speck.
0: So they made it to like pretty much like encompass all of the Avengers. But it was really the epilogue uh, of this is when you see Voyager. Explaining, trying to rehabilitate the Challenger. She has him in cuffs, and he's like, I'm going to break out of this eventually. But she's showing him different stories, different interactions, different worlds. And it's kind of like, he's like, I'm going to get out of here. But he's like, show me more. So it's almost like a I want to see more of what's going on with these Avengers things. Right. And I thought it was really something like when it ends, always to be continued. The stories never end. Right. Um, They are Avengers. And it, like I said, I talked a little bit more than I thought I would on this. It was a good event. Surprising no one but yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I said, with people event fatigue and hating certain things, and also this book coming out weekly, I think helped a bit. I mean, it was 16 parts. I don't know if I could have stretched 16 months of something like this. even. Bi-monthly,
1: yeah,
0: you lose focus it, it was, so easily. It was a huge undertaking. It, uh, but it it worked. I mean, got to give credit where credit's due, and um, Mark Wade, L. Ewing, and Jim Zub, the writers, Jim Zub, um, on this whole story. Obviously, different uh, artists throughout. Um, I think no, I think it might have been the same people. Pepe Larez, I think, did the art and most of it. David Carell did the color art um yeah nice really good uh, one other book that I kind of want to discuss and it is Thanos annual number 2000 or not number 2000 2018 <laughs> number
1: annual. 2018 yeah year 2008 do they do they number they don't number annuals still do they it no just they the just annual? they just do yeah. the
0: the year annual yeah uh, at one point Deadpool had Two annuals one year, but that was at his height. The
1: old X-Men annuals used to be numbered, but that's the only one I could ever remember.
0: Now, one of the big things with Thanos is his individual comic just ended last week, and it was great. But like I said, again, it was a Thanos that I liked, but not as good as well. As the on-screen and from what I heard they're also going back to his roots a bit I like that now this one uh, and I already heard that this annual is gonna be pretty great in the way of telling some multiple stories so this has even though it's just a normal size issue they have like two three page stories within it a lot of different uh, artists and writers throughout Um, too many to, to explain or to Mention, However, it's all set up as a narrative with the cosmic Ghost Rider. Hmm. And you know I've mentioned him before. Yeah. Frank Castle, yeah. who then became the Spirit of Vengeance, who then also became a Herald of Galactus. Yeah. So,
1: He's got a lot going on right yes. now. Yes, <laughs> and his,
0: his, that character, when they revealed that within the last series, really great. Well, at the end of that series, everyone's dead. Except Thanos. Hmm. And it's a very interesting uh, take on the end of the world Like goes to the future with the time gem. He mentions that he's not going to have that happen. He's going back to not have that future happen, which is strange because he killed everyone.
1: Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. Yes.
0: And that's the Thanos I don't necessarily like killing everyone. Right. I like the Thanos that is a little bit more nuanced than just... Total destruction, right? Like original Thanos was like, let's just kill half the universe yeah. and and go from there. So I don't know where that leads, but this has just the spacefaring Ghost Rider telling stories of, of him saying he's dead, but telling some small different stories of who Thanos is and just understanding. You have one with Gamora fighting, and really that's kind of true to his. None of these are set apart from who people know who he is. But at the same point, they're not stories that have ever really been told before. Right. It's just stories that you kind of know. Two of the, my favorite ones, one that I had you read. Yes. But I also say I think this one was also probably one of my favorites because Ghost Rider talks about how he doesn't really have um, you know, a lot of empathy or... Really, like, he's just always about destruction. Right. This whole story is him fucking with one individual named David. And, like, the parents talk about how, you know, it's happy birthday, David. And then all of a sudden, like, his blanket's taken. And the baby's crying. And the parents like, what the hell? And then for a fifth birthday, dad's out somewhere. And all of a sudden, this car's crushed. And, like, the kid had mentioned when he was younger about some monster not knowing who it is. Then we go to when he's 16 years old and Thanos zaps in there. And this kid's wondering why the fuck he always is coming on his birthday. His phone was ringing and it was his girlfriend and Thanos texts something and then the the text message is like I'm breaking up with you. We're over, you fucker. <laughs> and the kid's like, "What the fuck, man? Why are you doing this?" We have him to where like, you know, he's 21 years old and having a party and danos goes don't drink that because everyone else in the party drank from the punch bowl and is fucking dead ah you have the university that he got let in into burning to the ground oh my god there's when he's you know 27 year old and uh you know happy birthday david you know you got me fired and then he goes no bad luck and then he goes then what your cat is dead something <laughs> ra- like random goes through all of these things that thanos is keeping him alive but just fucking with him yeah and it's one of those things of like this is not cool oh he missed one year because uh he was reading this the 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 news that thanos was defeated by earth minus heroes so this this kid thinks all right thanos isn't going to come now right. yes it's finally over but then the next year thanos comes and shows up he goes Hey, buddy, you know, barbecuing. Sorry I missed last year, you know, but I'll make up for you. And pretty much destroys the city, like, and all the neighbors around oh the kid. God. Thanos is just doing this, and he, the kid just wants to know why. Well, one of the things he finds out is that it's also Thanos' birthday, too.
1: Hmm.
0: But it's just, like, it, it ends just with him being like, Oh, well, I'll see you next year. And him just fucking around with this kid... It's totally different so than they any... like
1: they don't even, really, besides the fact that it's also Thanos' birthday, that's literally, they don't get into any sort of no, reason as No, they don't to need why. to.
0: It, and it's one of those things of where it's not the Thanos that you would normally right. have thought of.
1: He's not a prankster normally.
0: No, and these aren't even pranks. But he's just fucking with this one kid because to him, it made him, like, you know, feel, uh, like, a bit happy. I
1: guess, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like it was
1: Thanos' birthday present to himself.
0: I mean, there was another one where he's explaining how you know art, uh, you know, is beauty and everything, and this kind of goes back to when he had the Infinity Gauntlet and and what he could do with it, and it shows all these planets with what they can do, all their love, their lore, and then it gets into even more and more, and he talks about how he destroyed them all, but. There's still beauty and destruction. Oh yeah. And I'm like, damn, man, th- he's got nuance more than what he's going to be. Now there is one
1: <laughs>
0: that was that I had you read. Yes. It was really
1: by the lovely Katie Cook. Yes,
0: I I, I enjoyed it. Um, at first we thought it uh, was Scotty Young. It's you know the cartoonish t- sure. side, but then it was Katie Cook. Now. He's going to this planet of, like, cute little rabbit creatures.
1: Adorables.
0: Yeah, that they just, they worship him as a god, and then he's just, like, getting sick of it. And then the heart of the universe is one of those powers besides the Infinity Stones that he's always sought after. So one of them says that they have a heart, and so he thought, oh, oh, go find it. So he sends one of them on its way, and then he just tells all the other ones to start killing themselves. They start killing themselves in some of the most I know adorable ways possible.
1: Impaled on a peppermint
0: stick. <laughs> yes. Would would anyone like to be impaled? Uh I will gladly uh, rip my squishy works out for you, new god. Oh brother, you know, and this I'm like reading this where it's like it should be terrible, but it's cute and it's funny. Super cute. And even he's kinda like, uh I don't know if I want to keep doing this. <laughs> like...
1: They're very eager.
0: Yeah, it was it was a, a fun part of it. Like there's a couple other stories I won't even get into, but it's a solid book. It sets up actually the one where he does a good deed, uh helps an old lady cross the road. You're thinking, well shit, you know, maybe he He can have empathy. There is some people that I mean he loves death, but right. sometimes he may do something for something else. And this was one of those stories. Now, granted, at the end of this book and all, this was also part of a story of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. And who showed up at the end but Odin, kind of saying, you know, you've killed a lot of people. Here's, you know, the gate to Valhalla, you know. Well, for the previews at the end of the book, it's like, uh, find out his story continuing in Cosmic Ghost Rider number one. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's a book that I'm going to pick up now. (laughs) But this is definitely one with all the small stories told, like I said, within two to three pages. Right. It's fucking good in a bad way. Yeah. But it explains a lot better than even some of the series has done of he has different sides to him. Yep. Depends on which day and which side he wakes up on in the bed. Really good.
1: I love a good annual.
0: Yeah. Some of them... Well, some of them, too. I like the ones like this where it doesn't... Because it came right at the end of the series, too, it doesn't have anything to really right. add in. Because sometimes when you miss the annual, and a lot of the times they are one-shots, but sometimes they may involve the greater story arc at hand, mm-hmm. that you're like, shit, I really needed to read that. Yeah. You don't really need to read this. No. But you do need to if you love Thanos.
1: All right. Um. So couple short reviews this week and then Tony and I are going to do a collective review because that does not happen very often where we actually read the same book um so I picked up Ice Cream Man number four again one of those uh what do they call them serialized books not serialized anthology type books yeah stories different characters yep. each time but this the Ice Cream Man is like the the overarching character in all of them, the Crypt Keeper type, as you may, um, the instigator of everything that goes wrong in these books. So th- this one, I mean, all the stories that they've done so far in this are good, and I'm always blown away because I start reading this book, and I'm like, this book is called Ice Cream Man. And then you read it, and you're like, this book is really fucking good, and it's called Ice Cream Man. <laughs> this is something weird going on here. Um, the The overall story of this book was about uh, a... A kid dying, and I say kid, he was probably in his 20s, kid dying, his his best friend going to his funeral to give the eulogy and, you know, trying to figure out what he's going to say and stuff like that, and confronting this kid who's died, fa- the father of the kid who's died, because the father left when the kid was like seven. So, it, and then their interaction after that, because the friend is about to have a baby and he's... You know, considering taking the easy way out. Just, Damn. Just jetting. So they're, like, having this conversation about how fatherhood is, you know, stressful, and but it's it's worth it and stuff like that. it, it ends with them digging up the corpse of his son and him get, hugging him because he never got to hug him when he was little, which was a weird turn. It was just they both collectively decided to dig up a body at the end of the book. But the most dynamic two pages in this book, And you never find out why, but it turns out this kid is in hell, or a hell-type place, where he's being tortured, and the one thing he keeps saying, and it actually shows up throughout the book, is it's never the same, and it will show up in text that's read, that has nothing to do with what the story that's going on right now, and then you get to this part, and you realize it's him saying it's never, because it it has, like, six different panels, each of them a different way he's being tortured, and they're fucking weird.
0: Well, weird and disgusting (laughs) and...
1: The brain surgery done by dogs was my absolute favorite. Well, it's even
0: tickle torture. Yes. That's... People think, oh, yeah, I could withstand tickling. I'm not ticklish, but, like, after a while, though, like, it can get irritating, the feeling. Yeah,
1: yeah. Having clarinets, just a ton of clarinets blown into your ears. It was just... Reverse liposuction, <laughs> just a bunch of weird ideas. That one was gross. It, it is. It's there. And it's just like people sat around and thought about these. <laughs> <laughs> but the, at the very end of this, you have a man show up to talk to the ice cream man because he's, you know, the cause of all the bad stuff that's happening in this people in this town. And he basically rolls up to him and says, "I know what you're doing, and I'm going to stop you." And is this dude in a cowboy hat, very cliche, right? coming to save the day and the ice cream man looks terrified and I was like oh so they are building like they're making the story more cohesive it seems like rather than it just being a bunch of different separate things with the one character they're actually going to start maybe moving this towards a more cohesive book with this other character that'll be intertwined
0: taco truck man
1: That would be amazing if he also was the purveyor of. A I feel food like he's truck. gotta
0: be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sherbert guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> frozen
0: yogurt. <laughs> yeah. My name is Froyo.
1: <laughs> he has his. He has a really weird name, like all those frozen yogurt places around here, <laughs> <laughs> bloop. <laughs> so, anyway, that was that one. Another short wrap up of a book um, that actually ended. Uh, months ago, I did the review of a book called Hi-Fi Fight Club that was about a bunch of girls who worked in a record store and were also at a fight club. Very cool. Uh, very 90s. They've changed the name and I was very confused for a minute because I read it and I was like, I know I've, this had a different name when I reviewed it. Now it's called Heavy Vinyl. And I had to confer with Tony to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind. And Tony says, why don't you just Google it? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so they changed the name to Heavy Vinyl so that when they move forward, if they do another series or if they decide to go into, like, movies or maybe an animated series, uh, it's not ever confused with Chuck Palahniuk's Fight Club, two very different uh, maturity levels. <laughs> yeah. High Five Fight Club, totally for, like, younger teenagers. Fight Fight Club? Mm, yeah. Adults. Definitely adults. Um, anyway, the, the, the story was really good. It came out with its collection series. So if you guys get a chance to check it out, I would totally suggest it. If you like things like... Totally spies, which was a show that was animated that I happened to watch when I worked at the video store. That yeah, was about
0: I, it, it. Sounds familiar. Girls
1: who were totally spies. That's probably why I didn't yeah. watch it. Like totally. <laughs> it was. It was actually. It's, it's a fun show. But it, it. It more than a Fight Club. It was about a group of girls who were part of a larger organization that were taught how to fight and how to be spies and like protect each other and. Women in the music industry, basically, is what it is. And I thought that was really interesting. So, it was, it, it's a cute book. And I would totally suggest picking it up. Um, but anyway, last one. The Hunt for Wolverine. That's the one Tony and I are going to review together.
0: Now, I originally, uh, when I was first starting to read this, I thought this was going to be finally the collected at the end of those comic books. Where is Wolverine?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought too.
0: It wasn't. And I was, I I liked what I read, but I still want to know what those stories were. Right. I hope, I mean, they have to eventually put those all in one book. I would hope so. Because I couldn't track down all the books, nor did I read all the books.
1: Well, and I honestly, like, I don't want to read all the books that they came in and I'm not buying a book just for the two pages at the end of it.
0: Well, and not only that, though, but there were two-page stories of him just popping up and being around. So I feel it's a little... I feel if they do make a story, they need to have a couple pages actually in between their two to kind of explain a little bit more. Because it didn't make sense. He was just popping up out of nowhere. I do know, at least, within the Infinity Countdown uh, books that they have out now, he gave up the gem, so he doesn't have it anymore and he's around, this kind of was a really good reveal of how he got out.
1: I am so mad that I didn't fucking think about that was how he got out of the... I, was a bit, I
0: thought that was fucking clever. I thought it was amazing. We'll and get to that. We will
1: get to that. We'll this f- is going to be very spoilery, as always.
0: Well, I mean, we talked about all the books and right. what happens, but...
1: just Just to be clear, very spoilery,
0: though. <laughs> when we... Not even that, but from Legacy Number 1 that came out back in November, end of October, mm-hmm. there was the story of him being alive. Right. And we see the young Jean Grey show up to the monument, the statue. Right. And it kind of being split open from the inside. That's how
1: this book ends, basically. The same page.
0: The whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, what, "What? they've already shown it. They've already shown it. So what the hell? Beautifully done. Yeah. Like, they obviously had this already worked out a while ago but what i liked is how they had a vision of of what they're going to do with Wolverine they they obviously didn't have it when he first died no but when they came up with this they're like we need to have it in a secret place we need to put it somewhere somewhere hidden that only the X-Men would know and to trigger it you know if someone were to come finding it not thinking obviously that's worth its weight in adamantium. Right. That's gotta be worth a lot. But then also, even though everyone in the universe knew Wolverine had died and most people were like, there's no fucking way, but they're like, no, it really happened. Right. They're like encased in this could be some of his DNA. Mm hmm. And just like in Jurassic Park and the fossilized, you know, mosquitoes, they could take that and that would be worth even more than the adamantium. Right. So, which is why that the X-Men had it hidden and kind of, was because they knew there's people like that. So you have the Reavers come back, who are one of my favorite bad guy groups within the, the X Men.
1: I just keep thinking of Firefly whenever I hear that now. To be honest,
0: whenever I do hear yeah. that though, I do think of Firefly. And it's
1: very similar concept though, because the Reavers and Firefly covered themselves in like the body parts of the dead and rebuilt themselves using that. And the Reavers in here are mostly machine. Except the one who's a helicopter. <laughs> She's a full-on helicopter. <laughs> well, it's that's part of world. why
0: they're cybernetic, you know, enhance their, their bodies, which, you know, for people that don't have the X gene, and for people that want to be on the same point of them, because that's what they've always hunted down, the X-Men, that's what they did to enhance themselves. Right.
1: Her wings do kind of look like eyes, though, don't they? Yeah. It's it, so weird. <laughs>
0: And I don't remember that character, per se, the giant helicopter transport one. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, I remember them from back in the day, reading the X-Men. So to have them be kind of the group to go try to find Wolverine, it was a nod back to the past, as well as it made a little bit of sense of what they were trying to do. They were trying to drill in, and one of the the um, creations had a giant plasma Gun that could eventually. All they needed was a sliver. They were trying to, trying to move the the whole statue. Right, but it was too fucking heavy. And then well, it,
1: and they ran out of time because.
0: The X Men came X-Men and, X-Men and joined up, in.
1: Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> there was one particular part, and I can't remember. So after the after the they. I well, should between, say, too, though, there
0: are two stories within say, this.
1: They cut between the this fight and then in the past, so pretty much right after Wolverine dies. So they're they're in the middle of this. The X-Men show up. They start fighting the Reavers, and then it flashes back, basically, to them making the memorial for Wolverine, essentially, saying, you know, they, they put him up on a pedestal. Yeah, Cyclops like, is t- t- <laughs> like,
0: we put him on a pedestal. Yeah. What else do we need to do? Yeah.
1: And, um... My favorite part of that interaction besides them deciding that that's not what they wanted to do with Wolverine which makes sense because he would have fucking hated that to just bend a monument for people to come visit and be sad at um, is Cyclops is there and he's talking about how Wolverine died uh, hating him and thinking that Cyclops hated him back and how he wished he would have been able to mend that relationship before Wolverine died and Classes is like, well, with the kind of lies we have, you should do that kind of stuff right away because
0: we could die any day. And he goes,
1: you you might be next. And I'm like, he is next! <laughs> <laughs> he I, is next!
0: I thought the same thing too. <laughs> but it was even within this flashback that they were thinking the same thing of what if someone comes to get his DNA? Right. We need to do something different. Right. And it was within that reveal that you're like, holy shit never thought of it so a big story arc that happened within the x-men uh world was there was this bullet that was shot towards earth that was going to pretty much annihilate earth it would just fucking uh it came from battle world i believe what happened was within that story arc uh kitty pride was able to touch it and phase within it and keep it phased.
1: Yeah, she, for Because she can phase ever. things that she's touches yeah.
0: with, but the thing is, it was always going through the universe that if she, well, A, she couldn't unphase just in the middle of the universe because then she would have been lost right. in space, but she was pretty much trapped within this magic bullet for actually years in the real world within the Marvel right. universe. It was actually when Magneto was trying to prove that he was a good guy, and I didn't even know this part because I wasn't reading X-Men at the time of when she phased within the bullet. I had to go back and do some research. He brought this bullet down and then took it off his trajectory, brought it to Earth, standstill, and Kitty Pride was able to come out of it. That was a cool thing with yeah. Magneto and everything. Not about this, just other nerdy knowledge. But with that being said, when they're talking about how can they get Wolverine's body out of here just in case so people won't take it, it's Kitty Pride who realizes... Yeah. I could phase in.
1: I'm so pissed that I didn't even think about that. Like, of course that's how he got out of there. Of course it is. And she does mention the bullet thing is apt because she mentions how that's the hardest thing she's done since the bullet. Yeah,
0: which is wonder how she could do that and just be alone for years on end in space. And so her having to separate his body from within there would be normally okay except for there's adamantium in his body right that she needs to also phase out of while having these like she has
1: to separate the adamantium from the adamantium and make sure she doesn't also you know just pull his flesh out yeah with no bones or just pull his bones out with no flesh
0: and it was at this point i was like oh is he is he gonna be alive but Beast did medical tests. He's like, no, he's still... He's dead, dead. He's dead. So they put him in a totally separate area that no one except for a select few people saw a real funeral. dupe. They were talking about, what do they do with the statue? Like, let's leave it as a memorial for others. Yeah. Which is why no one else knew about this. Yeah, when dupe was there. (laughs) Dupe and Wolverine had a pretty good relationship. Yeah. And afterwards, this all came about too because when the, the Reavers found out, wait, it's fucking empty... We then got this reveal of why it was empty. Right. So when the young Jean shows up and, and it's the ending or within the legacy, number one, she, she has a sense. She's a psychic that he's out there. Cause they don't know after this whole Reaver thing, it's found out Kitty then she goes, goes to, to the grave. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, that grave's empty. And they're like,
1: Well, and I think, so what happens is, and it took me just a second to realize that that's what this is, and I'm bending my comic now and probably freaking Tony out, but, (laughs) um, she sees the, this is the blanket that they wrapped him in, and I was, like, looking at this for the longest time, and I was like, what the fuck is, (laughs) I was like, I don't understand, is that, like, a hole in the woods, or, and then I saw the X on the back of it, and I'm like, and just now, because I'm an idiot, it that that was so that's how she knew he was gone. But then of course she had to check by sticking her arm in the ground. Yeah, she has the
0: coolest powers. She did, well, I've <laughs> always truly enjoyed her because then she also fuck with electronics too. So not just phasing, which yeah. is also a very cool power, but that helped her with against sentinels and a lot mm-hmm. of other things.
1: She disrupts their energy flow, and yeah.
0: it's a reason why she's always been depicted as pretty like survival mode. Yeah, as long as she stays phased, she's ultimately uncatchable. Right. Or anything. Uh, why she's always been kind of like in the future's past type person because yeah. she can just survive. Yep. But yes, that was one of the two stories within there. Now we're actually hunting for Wolverine and trying to figure out where he's at.
1: Look at that. His little outfit now is very tight.
0: We'll see. And yeah, this the first story <laughs> kind of gives way of he's fighting, he's out in the open, he's alive. We already know he's alive because of the his gem like world tour right fucking things and it seems like he's he's also a good guy in that so where this necessarily takes place compared to this whole infinity countdown type uh storyline yeah i don't know but we know that that next men need help and i love that they go to tony stark and i love that kitty's going through his electronics fucking them (laughs) up but then because he has nanobytes to repair it yeah no, no big thing but I like how he's like, you know, if you, you know, if you came to, you guys only come to us until you need to be bailed out, which is true. Right. X-Men always stay to their own selves until the yep. Avengers need to come and bail them out. she goes, so that you're here tells me kind of you, you need our help. Right. Or, and that you came to me first. That was the best thing about this whole story.
1: I really enjoyed the way he explained uh, Mr. Sinister as the one guy with the red eyes and the ruby in the forehead and has that weird metal ribbon cape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just love that when, when, when Kitty goes, well, you're actually the second person we came to. And he was like kind of pissed. What did yeah. you go to? It was like Daredevil, which I was kind of like, hmm, I guess Daredevil kind of detective. But And she explains, you know, a lot of their detectives on the X-Men are gotten. And and having right. Madrix like, be gone, they don't really have an investigative X-Men right. force. And so they go to him, and I guess Matt Murdock is a, a, I mean, he's a lawyer, but he finds out things, yeah. and he's had some past. But I like Tony trying to convince himself, I'm just going to pretend that you saw him on your way here, <laughs> and that's the only reason why <laughs> you, you recruited him first.
1: Was Daredevil before me? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I like that they now have more people going after him, but now you also see that, you know, the Reavers all got captured. Alpha Flight came and got them, right. except for Helicopter.
1: Lady, yeah. So. Star Shine. She sounds like a Transformer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of is transformer yeah. a Transformer.
0: But she obviously face. got uh, a hold of uh, Lady Deathstrike. Yes. and Because she's been cybernetically enhanced, so she's technically a, a reaver, reaver. Yeah. But she's going to find logan by herself but there's bad guys now starting to realize there's people looking for him and what does this all mean where 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 does it all go uh i don't know but there is another hunt for wolverine coming out next month so there's Mm -mm. Mm -mm. a couple different things that they're gonna follow it's interesting though if this will all wrap up before the refresh start because maybe
1: he, maybe this is part they're leading into the fresh start. Bringing Wolverine back is is gonna be the front. Like they're gonna do this entire storyline. Their biggest concern with him being gone is that he left and didn't try to contact anybody. So they're concerned that he's feral. Probably is my guess because you know when Wolverine goes feral, lots of people die. Mm-hmm. Lots of people, good people, bad people, people on the street people in their homes. Just lots of people <laughs> die. So dun, dun, dun,
0: dun, dun. people in the streets.
1: <laughs> there is a good chance that like a very small part of the storyline is bringing him back, you know, like they did in Justice League when Superman went feral and they had to bring him back. <laughs> when you wake up from being dead, you go a little crazy. So Well, it
0: it for me though, I want to know the timeline of where it stands because like I said though, We have him showing up in Wife Beater and uh, Teleporting Stone. To be able to... Right. You know, he seems to be good and he's going after bad guys, so that also is there. Right. Where does that tie in? Obviously, it can't be him feral. Who who does have him? at that point, yeah. yeah. That's true.
1: Because, you know, I mean, we got young Jean in here and she's dead. So, (laughs) this is hopping lots and lots of back and forth because not only does this book take place in the past but it takes place in the past past too. So this whole this whole thing is like, like Westworld timelines. Yeah. You don't know what, <laughs> what
0: what's now and real.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But I'm looking forward to Wolverine coming back. I know a lot of people are under the impression that he is definitely overhyped and overused. And even though he died, they still find ways to use him in the books because we have Old Man Logan and X-23 and all that stuff. But I like the original Wolverine. He Mm -hmm. has to be one of my favorites. There's a reason why they use him a lot. And that's because he's such a pinnacle part of this universe. He's tied into everything. Kitty even says that when she goes to Tony. He's not just an X-Men. He was in the Avengers. He was part of all these teams. He touched everybody's lives. So we're thinking you guys will want to help, maybe?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, uh, speaking of timelines, something that I've brought up multiple times before, Marvel has a sliding scale timeline yes. within their books. And it seems like there has been another shift. Even more recently, in the Marvel 2 and ones uh, where we we found out that within number issue number two, it showed that uh, Ben Grimm and Reed Richards were in college in like nineteen ninety
1: eight.
0: Right. Meaning after college, it would have been about
1: two thousand one. I think. Yeah. Is what they said. Yeah.
0: That they got space particled right. and turned. Which in.
1: is year one for Marvel.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of where they always go. So having this shift and kind of knowing that that means it's been about twenty ish years or oh my so. God. So he's about forty. He's always been perpetually about 40 within the comic books, but that's, like, from that year. But, like I said, with a sliding, that doesn't necessarily mean everything stays the same because then there was multiple years where they didn't have kids, but now they have kids and they've grown up, so certain things change. Mm -hmm. I mean, we used to have a young X-23 who's now older in nature, so when you change some things, it doesn't change everything. And, like I said, I think Secret Wars did it best because, well, it was 100% reset of a bunch of different worlds. You can take the best of everything and just make it make sense. Sometimes, though, they just have a, a simple explanation, and you go from there. So within uh, one of uh, Captain America, you get another kind of timestamp uh, that establishes when he was thought out. Um, when he's talking about he's been trapped uh, since World War II, um, being like 10 years ago. But it really hasn't. No. But you kind of—it's their ever-changing, you know, scale of, or when he was sorry. It was of when he got thought out from World 10, War II. Yeah, ten years ago, when in the real world, it's been like forty. Right. Forty years since yeah. he's been truly thought out. So within the new Avengers number one that's going to be coming out, you have uh, Captain America talking about how you know he's you know. Tony you've been in a coma for just a week but I've been you know frozen for the first 40 Super Bowls and with that being you know said we that would put it around 2006 for right. Super Bowl 40 and yeah 10 years later is us so they always have oh, that yeah. Ten, and so it's like I like that yeah. I don't need to make sense of it all the time it, it's, it's strange how they do it but they do it in a way that, as long as you know this is what happens in in the right. Marvel world, it just makes sense. I don't need to be like, oh yeah, now it's like 2025, why aren't these people looking like they're fucking generic right. geriatrics and everything?
1: Yeah. It's comic books. Well, yes, yeah, they also, it's comic books. Their yeah. timelines are, like, our year, a year in, in their time is... What like three actual years or something like that? It takes them forever to get full through a full year. I don't know that they ever have gotten through a full year
0: of, of like just talk. Well, I mean they've <laughs> they've mentioned you know nine eleven. They don't a lot anymore. Right. And there's no need to because you don't need to use that as like a definition for anything. Right. Uh, you may sometimes when you're talking about firefighters and you know talk about the heroes of real. But they don't really mention that so much. But around that time, though, that was a big thing. Right. It's the New York skyline, you know, Spider-Man going by it. So it sometimes it'll be mentioned, but it's that then also places an interesting thing. If in 10 years they go above and beyond. Right. That. Oh, yeah. But like I said, they don't need to mention it. Something that we can never forget. But right. I guess it's not needed as a story.
1: No, they try to remain remain relevant within a couple decades so that, you know, the history needs to be recent for comic book readers to really tie it in and keep yeah. them in, in in the story. So,
0: So one of the things that Disney has been talking about wanting is some more Marvel one shots. Now, that doesn't mean one shots in the comic books. We're talking about more of the cinematic universe. Right. There was, within the first Phase 1 and Phase 2, a handful of them. They're mainly uh, DVD extras, yeah. and, and you then was... you could eventually find them on YouTube.
1: You started talking about them, and I was like, I do have no idea what you're talking about at all. And then I saw, I watched one of them, and I briefly remembered seeing something about it, maybe, it probably online. but Yeah, and
0: these these just had, a, you know, they're like 10, 15-minute little, I mean, they're filmed to, you know, look not like a cheap-made thing to where... It explored one aspect of the Marvel universe that maybe it didn't need to be explained, maybe it needed to explain a little bit more. I mean, you can almost say that the, the Thor with his roommate yeah. is kind of one of those things. Uh, it,
1: those ones are good. But that
0: was um, cheaply shot, more comedic. Right. And it was only like two minutes. These are kind of a little more theatrically themed and serious. I mean, we had, you know, Agent Colson. Uh, is a couple of them. Uh, One of the things of, like, on the way to Thor's hammer, like, you know, what happened with him. Um, We had Item 47. Agent Carter was one of them as well. Right. So, with that being said, they're talking about wanting to do more. I'm all about that. Give us more. Sure. Small little stories. You could have, like, you know, something of maybe even a bad guy. That wasn't ever on the big screen, but you wanted to just explore it for a minute,
1: like the Leaper. <laughs> That's exactly.
0: I always think of Paste Pot Pete when I'm thinking about someone really random, but I guess the Leaper is one Stiltman Man, is yeah. another. But they've had him already within Daredevil, so I yeah, I'm 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 all on board for that. Um, one of the things that uh, I saw, which I thought was just kind of interesting, and I wish more artists would do artist uh, Brian Stelfreeze uh, was on a flight in Australia and he decided to make a really really good looking uh, Catwoman picture.
1: Yeah. I wish I had that sort of talent to just draw a picture like that and the time it takes for me to be on an airplane. Oh yeah. It,
0: well I've thought <laughs> a lot all. about it. I just wish I could at yeah. all. I mean I would be <laughs> making comic books and doing the thing that I love. Right. But this, he, he left it on the plane. Just left it, signed it. Yeah. hoping someone you know sees it appreciates it i'm like damn i'm gonna start any flights or any like thing i'm gonna start looking for because if i was an artist then too i feel like i would do this as well it would be something that would be a treat for someone to uncover it i right, sure. like having you know treasure hunts and it wouldn't be really a treasure hunt i'm sure probably whoever's cleaning the thing would find it right but imagine someone that throws it away. Oh my god. Who would throw away? That was good art.
1: I know. Even if you're not even if you have no comprehension of who the character is
0: or who the artist is
1: is, you would still pick that picture up and go this is nice. Yeah. I'm going to take this with me.
0: In fact uh, looking at it more he drew it on the barf bag. (laughs) So nice. It's an interesting little, little tidbit there. Oh, man. Uh, what? Uh, Hellboy. Hellboy. Making a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, they are. So there's a, a Kickstarter uh, game for a new Hellboy uh, board game.
1: Yes, like definitely a board game, not a video game. Yeah, Yeah.
0: And within the first day, they hit a million dollars in pledges, which their initial funding goal was... One thousand or thousand forty.
1: Yeah.
0: Or no, one hundred forty thousand. Sorry, I can't. One thousand forty thousand. (laughs)
1: One hundred forty seems like a realistic number to make a game.
0: And to do that within one day was crazy. I was actually going to mention this other game, which I don't really fucking really remember remember as a kid. But Fireball Island. Now, granted, this Hellboy one it still has as of today twenty six days to go or so. So we still have till the end of. Pretty much made to do it. Fireball Island is ending within four days, so right. it's gonna probably be done uh, by the end of this week. But that one has now raised two million one hundred five thousand. That is nuts, even for a game that I don't really. I didn't know there's this much going behind it. So before I wanted to talk about this random game of like, holy shit! Do you know how much this game made? Then you have already within a day. Hellboy made half that, right. and that's the first day more people talking about it. It will probably surpass this oh, one. Oh, for sure,
1: people love Hellboy.
0: I mean, and it's crazy how much Kickstarter has really helped the nerd community it's get stuff come back. I mean, it's a way where comic book creators can get stuff made, but even board games. 100%. I mean,
1: it's the to me, it's the best way for artists who don't. It's. It's basically a a way for us fans to say, I believe in you, and I really want to see this happen, so I'm going to put my faith in you and pre-buy whatever it is that you're selling. And I think that is awesome, and basically, it's the way all products get made, except instead of doing it from some sleazy-ass businessmen giving them money, they're getting money from the people who actually really believe in the product. Um, Fucking Hellboy, though, like, that... Whole Hell, Hellboy that as a concept like the comic book the movies and stuff they market Hellboy in such a way where they do a, so little that it feeds any little Hellboy thing feeds such an immense hunger oh, yeah. for that character that I am not surprised at all that this hit a million dollars in one day people love Hellboy
0: <laughs> Um, another thing that's raising some crazy fucking money is Han Solo's blaster. Like, the original blaster From that he used the one that he, shot, he shot first. Yeah. As... Um, it is uh, going for a hefty price of starting at the auction for $500,000 right now. Wow. Uh, the auction's gonna be this June. Um, My birthday's
1: in June, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to get me a present. <laughs> Or you could just pay off my student loan and my house too. That would be fine. <laughs> Still be less than that blaster would be. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I don't. That's. I, I do like replicas. I do like these things. But I don't need. Well, that's why Is I like it? replicas. I don't need the real thing. I was going to say
1: that's the actual yeah. one used in the, yeah. in the actual home. I film don't prop. need.
0: Something that costs that much. Could
1: you imagine? I've thought about this because I hear about these auctions every once in a while. Could you imagine having so much money that you're like, yeah, I could drop half a million dollars on a prop that was used in a movie? Oh,
0: I, I cannot.
1: I, what the fuck?
0: Imagine, though, my warehouse that I would have that would be oh my, my toy room.
1: I mean, Ugh. you know, I would
0: buy a lot of shit and just. Yeah. Have.
1: If you were ever rich, you would. the first thing I would make you do as a friend is get a money manager. Because all your money would be in toys. From day one.
0: <laughs> I would buy Toys R Us. <laughs> I would not let that shit go, go down. <laughs> be their owner and number one customer.
1: <laughs> no baby toys! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, um... Before wrapping up, uh, so... Info for the Watchmen show um, mm. coming out. They're talking that it's going to be very different from the books. Uh, why? I don't know, and I'm not really okay. I, I'm I'm okay a bit, but I'm not okay. Like, a I don't really necessarily feel that this needs to be a thing that we're having the um, the. Doomsday Clock, which is a great fucking continuation from that right. world in the comic book world. I, I There's nothing that could happen after Dr. Manhattan and the Squid within the comic or within any universe. Right. They already kind of are explaining even the comic books, nothing happened. If we want to flesh out before, we had the before Watchmen yeah. books.
1: Which that would, I mean that, less people definitely read that, right, than read the Watchmen, was the Watchmen 2. Series that they did. Um, is This is for sure taking place after the events of, like, the movie? Or does it say when the timeline for this is at all?
0: And not really. I mean, it...
1: I could get behind a prequel. Because I didn't read the, the Watchmen series that was the prequel. So, I don't... I don't well, if they well, want to deviate there's, from that, that's fine.
0: Well, there's, like, different uh, characters.
1: Okay. So,
0: so, one of the things that they've been... Um, Talking about and speculating on, like, there's a person called Looking Glass, or Panda, or Red Scare, or Pirate Jenny, um, or Old Man, and it's like... I am Old
1: Man! Well, and
0: it sounds like most of these are, like, cops. Mm. So it seems like this is, like, maybe a watch... Like, who watches the Watchmen, and maybe these are a group that was created...
1: To watch the Watchmen?
0: But... Damon Lindoff is part of this and I still don't know who I have to blame for how lost ended but he's one of them that I, I blame <laughs> I don't blame JJ I think JJ's got a good vision so either him or or uh, the cruise guy also that was part of yeah. lost uh so yeah this is not very I'm I... gonna still fucking watch it but I don't yeah. know if I need to why what's the point?
1: That is an excellent question.
0: But the summer good news, arrested of development, their season 5 is coming out. Are they? I know it's not really nerdy, but it is.
1: It is kind of.
0: I mean, there that show is subculture within yeah. us of Yeah.
1: I I enjoy that show a lot and I like that they take their time in between to really, especially after they got kicked off and went to Netflix.
0: And I even like that fourth season when you have to realize the constraints that they had to do, but right. this this season they've said they've gotten everyone on a time scale where they can truly do stuff, because that's what happened with the other one. They could not have everyone together at one point, so they had to shoot it and write it in a way to where we had so-and-so and so-and-so at this point so we can do their scenes together and splice right. in later. That's a hard undertaking.
1: Yeah, it is. And they still turned out pretty good, I think.
0: Um, Last little tidbit of TV trivia uh, as of Sunday, so yesterday uh, when this re- goes out in
1: podcast time yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> The Simpsons are going to have their 636 episode, which uh, is going to make it the longest running scripted primetime television show in history. Wow. Now, they've already uh, they, they released a promo already that had like Maggie fighting uh, one of the um, main characters from Gunsmoke, which previously had this title now what happened was there was uh not controversy but when simpsons went longer than 20 seasons they took that award for the longest seasons now with gunsmoke which also had the 20 seasons it's then too it's
1: so crazy that that show was on for 20 years i know
0: i've watched maybe one episode I when know. i heard about it and i was like what the hell is yeah. this but back in the day those tv shows had like 39 episodes a year. So, with that being said, their coursework of having so many of those shows uh, allowed it to have more episodes. So, although The Simpsons passed it within seasons, they still had quite a few episodes to catch up. And when The Simpsons only has like 22 episodes a season, they still had to have quite a few more. So, with that being said, this is now going to make it in the history of everything. And for people that are hating on The Simpsons, I still enjoy it.
1: Yeah. It's, they, to me, and it's been like this since the beginning. They have some years that are it's really good and they have some episodes that are amazing. Not all of them are going to be winners. Now, when you have 636 fucking episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Give them some slack here. <laughs> you like, you even do if something 636 times and see how, if each one is perfect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now that you even just repeated that to me, when I said that number. I didn't really think of it as, as that big of a number, but yeah. holy
1: yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a lot. Because you're thinking in your head, what have I done 636 times in a row? That take It takes that, like I've peed 636 times. That does not take any effort, and I can guarantee you not all of them were perfect. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, congrats to the Simpsons. Heck yeah. Now, to speak of something perfect... Infinity Wars was Ah. perfect. And sometimes with booze in a book, we'll do booze in a movie just because, well, the movie deserves recognition. Sure. This movie, we don't really need to do it because people are going to go see it in droves. But I figured that we're going to pair this with the beer. And so Infinity Wars is going to be paired with a double infinity, which is a a galaxy uh, hopped uh, imperial uh, double IPA. Um, It is from Superflux uh, Beer Company uh, up in Vancouver, Canada.
1: Vancouver! Um,
0: Had one of these a while ago and kind of, I loved it. It was a little bit more citrusy, uh, fruity tasting. Definitely was holding off on it just because of the name, knowing I'd pair it with it this week. Yeah. Really good. Find that if you're in Canada or import it and go see Infinity War.
1: Yeah.
0: That's about all I have for this week's podcast Yeah, I can't I, wait to go see Infinity War again I
1: can't wait to see it for the first time I
0: can't wait to finally talk to you about it I know, it.
1: that's what Connor said the whole weekend He's like, you have to see it so I can talk to you about it I'm like, talk to other people about it <laughs> But we have a podcast, I get it
0: Yeah So with that, stay thirsty Because Thanos kills everyone JK Or am I? <laughs>